Welcome to The Real Talk with Tanya Sakowitz podcast, where we help parents and caregivers gain knowledge to increase their confidence and their success in caring for young children. We will cover topics like feeding your baby, getting your baby and you some much needed sleep, and pretty much anything else that has to do with caring for babies and their families after birth. Society sets parents up to fail, and we are here to change that. You can also find full video versions of each episode on our YouTube channel, Newborn Care Solutions. Thanks for tuning in. Good evening and welcome to Real Talk, where every Sunday night we offer insight, education, and resources to in-home caregivers and those affected in their world. These are the children, the parents, the extended family, and everyone who loves them. And our goal is to offer real-life topics and learning through discussing real issues and offering real solutions. And tonight, I'm excited to welcome back a guest that we have had before, somebody that I literally could sit and talk to for hours at a time, um, Dr. Brandy Keats. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dr. Brandy, and then we're going to kind of jump into a um, a topic tonight that will be interesting. But you know what? It's super important to go over this stuff. And there's not enough quality information out there. So I'm really excited to bring this to you. Cheers to that. Yeah. So um, let me give you her bio really quick and then we'll get going. So Dr. Keats is a serial entrepreneur who has been saving women from painful pregnancies since 2003 as the founder and CEO of Experience Chiropractic in Southeastern Pennsylvania. Based on her own troubled pregnancy, experience as a trauma paramedic, and her knowledge of sports medicine. She has set out to educate and empower pregnant women and providers through the Bloom philosophy. This evidence-based philosophy tackles the common misconceptions between pain during pregnancy and offers avenues to alleviate the common but not normal, what she calls the villains of pregnancy. And one of our past episodes, we went through all of that. So you can find that in our past Real Talk episodes. With a knack for storytelling and a flair for detail and a bit of humor, Dr. Brandy published her first book, What You Don't Expect When You're Expecting, in 2018, and released the second edition in 2021. Dr. Brandy is also renowned for her podcast appearances and ample lectures and webinars, all while kicking butt, running her own business, and expanding her personal brand. I love that. Thank you. It is her passion to bring awareness and to help those who care for pregnant women to be aware of the myriad of ways to help them. And so tonight, we're going to dig into that, and we're going to focus on the lower body. Yeah, many times this is kind of a, almost a taboo topic or something people, they don't want to know about, about, right? Or they don't know, and there's nobody talks about lady town. So we're here to talk about that today. (laughs) Exactly. And there's just not enough information out there. And so I'm really going to let you take the lead on this and really share some key information with our audience. And we might pop in with a question or two, but mostly welcome, Brandy. We're yeah, great. thank you. It's so nice you. to see you. I love, I love when we meet because we could talk for hours. So yes, um, we definitely could. So let's yeah, talk I, the lower half. I am. Uh, it's interesting because I'm back in practice again. Uh, I wasn't practicing. I was traveling the, the United States talking and speaking about my book because I built courses for MDs and PTs and anybody who licensed doulas. 
Um, and I think where I start usually is um, speaking to the fact that as a doula, you have such a gift to work with women and you have such a portal to be able to talk to them and um, see them. I think that's the biggest thing before we even start talking specifics about any kind of condition is like, like not just look at somebody as like, this is my client or I need to help her deliver this baby, but look at her more holistically of how she's doing. I think so many people right now are struggling and they're not upfront with how that affects it. And I think even for myself, I just got divorced last year, hence the new name. Um, but you don't realize how these episodes during the most vulnerable time in your life affect you later when you actually stop and think about it. I think when you're going through it, you're just trying to get to the end. So I would really encourage you as we're talking to really use the platform that you have in the relationship you have to say, I see you. So a lot of times women don't like to complain. We have a very high pain tolerance. I'm generalizing, but it's so true. Now that I'm back treating men again, uh, I can attest to that. But um, sorry. <laughs> it's true. And they always admit it too. But um, so what we're talking about today is my three lower body baddies. Uh, so in during COVID, I developed uh, after some gin and tonics, uh, the villains of pregnancy. So I wanted to give sort of a face to an organ archetype to these three presentations. There's a total of six. So today we're going to be talking about Linda Low Back Pain and her ride or die friend, Sally Sadica. So if you ignore Linda, Sally is coming in shortly to uh, to really be a pain in your butt. Uh, and if you ignore both of them, uh, sometimes it'll, it'll devolve down to Peggy Pubis which uh, that's the one that I can clear out a library, Tonya, if I'm speaking to couples. I'll have like 50 couples in a library. We're all having a great time. And then I bring up the pubic pain and the husbands like slowly get up and then they walk out to the lobby and they're all like, like, thank God I got out of there. But what's interesting is to watch the women. I love watching people. And uh, they all turn and say, you have that too? Like, like nobody wants to talk about that. Like I had a patient today, I saw... And she came in with debilitating sciatica. And I'm like, do you have groin pain? She's like, how did you know? And it's like, this is your third pregnancy. So let's talk about why that happens. And I think if I can reach your doulas today and tell them this is common and not normal, the bane of my existence and the hill that I will die on is to have providers stop telling women that it's just normal. I, I, and I want to, I want to, qualify that by saying pregnancy discomfort, just like Braxton Hicks, like that, you, you can agree that is common. They say it's not painful. I didn't like mine. Uh, they're not very comfortable, but it wasn't overt pain, but like pain that you can't put your pants on or sit at your job or pick up your kids. That is not normal on any plane. And, and providers really need to stop telling women and gaslighting them by saying that. So when you meet somebody, please don't tell them that. Uh, that's just part of pregnancy. They have to suck it up. So these will typically start out. We'll back up a little bit and talk about Linda low back pain is just typically just isolated to the back. Uh, it involves your lumbar spine, which is the last five typically bones in your back. Sometimes people have six. Um, and it can emanate down into the sacrum where I call them the magic mic spots. Everyone knows where they are, but the dents on the back, that's your SI joint. So that's where the area where it, it occurs. And it occurs because obviously biomechanically, you're strapping a 30 pound baby to the front of you and your back is bracing and screaming like, oh my God, where are we going? Like sort of like pulling you forward. So there's a lot of stress. So a body under stress has pain, like the muscle, everything has to compensate and hormonally they have relaxing. So there's a lot going on. 
So if you ignore that, or if it progresses further, uh, as I say, ride or die friend, uh, Sally Sciatica comes in. And that's where the issue has become so severe that it's involving uh, the nerve. Um, the good news with pregnancy is that to blow a disc, and I speak very colloquially, but to herniate a disc during pregnancy is extremely rare, which is, thank God, but these women look like they just blew a disc. And what I mean by that is they have pain coughing or sneezing. Uh, if they bring their leg up, they scream because they have nerve pain. If they go number two, uh, that may cause pain down their leg. So these are all symptoms because your spinal cord actually doesn't have any nerves in it at all. It's the saran wrap that goes around the spine. So when you cough and sneeze, it rattles the saran wrap around your spine. And so something has touched or abutted that saran wrap, which is why they have a problem, either inflammation or a disc. So that's the delineating factor between um, low back pain and sciatica. So sciatica just means it travels away from the spine. Uh, most women, it goes into their butt. Sometimes it'll go to their knee. Typically, if it goes past their knee, that's when we're talking about a disc. Um, and again, we can't diagnose. I can diagnose that, but Adula, I don't think can Adula can't diagnose that. But you can kind of like educate them in terms of the parameters of the dividing lines. But the most common thing during pregnancy, because of mechanically, is the piriformis muscle. Uh, that is a muscle in your butt that 5% of the population, the nerve can get clamped a little bit. It gets too tight and it will mimic a disc. It will look, it will be extremely painful to sit. Um, so that's one thing that it could be. And again, I know you guys can't diagnose, but it, in terms of things being scary, I was also a paramedic, um, is, is even though it's very painful, what we want to look for with emergencies is are they having problems holding their pee or their poop? Uh, and can they heal and toe walk? If they can do those things, we're, 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 not, we're good. It might be severely painful, but we're not in an emergency situation. So do you have you seen that a lot, Tonya, with your clients of, of suffering from low back pain and sciatica? So a lot of times what I encounter, because I serve families predominantly postpartum, Yep. Because I encounter the stories, you know, this is what happened. This yep. is what I went through. Of course, I've been pregnant twice mm -hmm. and had with my son in particular, low back pain and sciatica. I had to see a PT mm -hmm. um, to get help with that. Thankfully, I did it where it helped. Um, so I hear about it more as an anecdotal thing, or if I'm dealing with a client who's had a particularly difficult delivery or a C-section, it might continue more into the postpartum, but usually I'm seeing them on the tail end or the healing end of it. Mm -hmm. um, so I hear about it more anecdotally. Mm -hmm. um, on occasion, it obviously can progress if it's not dealt with into the postpartum. Sometimes it progresses into something far more serious. Yes. Yeah. I've seen that. So the, the most interesting, one of the most interesting cases I talked about today, cause I have a patient that has that is they delivered a 10 pound baby that came down real quick. And when I put them on, they came to me from the hospital mm -hmm. instead of going home with their baby, they came to me. Mm -hmm. And when I put them on their side to adjust them, they started screaming. So I sent her for a stat MRI and here the baby had cracked her sacrum, uh, which is obviously rare. I've only seen that once in 22 years, but it can be extremely painful. But I think for me, what I've led the podcast often saying is um, if you get them to a provider that can help them, like your PT, you can really change the trajectory of 
they're the story that they're going to tell this kid the rest of your their life you know yeah. and the i think the biggest thing along with the gaslighting and try to bring it back around to that the gaslighting with providers which they don't intentionally do is like with my mom my mom's like i don't know what you're talking about i didn't have any problems with my four pregnancies like you know or your husband's like oh it's not that bad mm-hmm. you know so like to to be understood and to be like this sucks you know that that might be and let's get you help or let's get you some things to do so anyway those are the dividing things in terms of pubic pain that can be a pressure you know down in where your panty line is in the front it can be uh, something that progresses to lightning crotch uh, it can feel like your bones are rubbing together. People don't talk about this stuff and it can affect you putting your pants on, getting out of bed, you know, sleeping in bed. So there's, there is a lot of stuff that it progresses to, because if you think about it, I don't know if people realize this, that when you put your hands on your hips, that's it. Like you have two pieces of your pelvis, like a puzzle that are joined by the sacrum in the back. And so those pieces join in the front. That's what makes up your pubis. So if it's out in the back, if your muscles are too tight in the back because they're bracing your pregnancy and you have a thing called a, there's a sling, like a pelvic floor, right? That you you probably had worse problems with your son on the second one because the first one sort of stretches out like a trampoline, stretches, it's ligaments stretch, but they don't stretch back like a plastic fruit bag. So you've got pressure from the top, pressure from the back, you know, so it splays everything. So that's why people develop pubic pain. And what's cool for me as a sports chiropractor is treating shin splints. It's almost the same feel or palpation because it's a similar bone. It's under stress. And I always take their shirt, right? And I say, if you if you put it under stress and twist it down, it'll actually feel like it's wicking off your bone. It's extremely painful and it has this inflammatory response in the groin. So um, when you explain it like that, people are like, oh, I don't feel like I'm like having lightning in my groin and, uh, you know, it's going to fall apart. The only time I've ever seen a, a true separation is a woman that had five boys and she was on her sixth boy. Like that does some damage uh, to your body. So so we went over like what those things look like. And the important thing is to then get them resources. So empathize with them you know, and tell them this sucks. Uh, don't sugarcoat it. Do not tell them that this is normal. And then the next thing is to find them resources. Mm-hmm. Um, find them, like you said, it has to be, Tony and I are very, um, we're very passionate about finding very sound resources. And that's why it took me three years to write my book because I had it vetted by OBs and midwives and doulas um, because it's important to me that somebody can't hurt themselves. So it's important to find sound advice that's not extremist where um, somebody's saying, don't do something. Like if your OB saying, don't go to a chiropractor or don't, or a PT is, or a chiropractor saying, don't go to a PT or don't do this procedure. You should really steer clear of people, anybody who does that, because it should be a conversation there's good and bad in everything. So I think it's important to find a provider. You can be like, this is what's good about this decision. This is what might be bad about this decision. Mm-hmm. I so, love that you brought up something that too often we hear in the medical community, which is, this is normal. Yeah. Oh, it makes my blood boil. Yeah. Cause it's not, there's a difference between common, which means it happens a lot mm-hmm. and normal, which is it's supposed to happen or yeah. it's likely to happen. And people put those two words together and yet they're very distinct. It's semantics, but it, it's, yeah. uh, it, it makes my blood boil because it, it negates your feelings. It's, it's basically has this tone of suck it up and yeah. 
what what angers me in Go Eagles this weekend, because I used to treat some of them in the cheerleader. So I applied those principles to what I do today. Like I used to, what got me into pregnancy is almost losing my own child and realizing the impact of that. But what pisses me off, excuse my language, is we can get athletes back on a field in 30 minutes, but we can't get a woman to put her pants on. And we tell her that it's just, if one of the Eagles this weekend gets hurt, which they have a sports chiropractor, and can you imagine if somebody says, wait till your, wait till your career's over, then the pain will stop. Right. It's so, so misogynistic and awful. And it's just, it's perpetuated because just because you don't know what to do, don't say that there's nothing that you can do. And I think that's where I set fire during COVID where I used to just treat, I used to just talk to patients and chiropractors because that was my realm. And now I'm going after and assuming they don't know. I'm going to assume that they don't know. And I'm going to talk sense to them and be like, here, here's some resources that you can, they want to help their patients. They're not saying that to be jerks. Mm-hmm. They just, they don't know something exists because early when I started this whole thing, I've had marketing people and they're like, basically you have two, you have, you have pregnancy and sports. They do not belong together. Well, I've made it like chocolate and bacon. Like mm-hmm. it does go together because why is a woman different than an athlete? Like, why do they not deserve to do the things that they love to do and, and tell her to suck it up? So yes, it, it's, it's not, I have three patients right now that have walkers. Uh, one has a cane, you know, we've named the cane and made it cute. I, I can tell you from a perspective of being independent she doesn't think that cane is cute. And this is not the experience that she dreamed about. And this is not something, and we were talking, like, I love the relationship I have with patients because I can sit down with them and some of them can say, I totally regret getting pregnant. And I'm a safe person to say that to because they're like, I literally destroyed my son's life because I couldn't get on the floor and play with him anymore. And I couldn't take care of him. We have such guilt as moms. Oh, yeah. you know, it gives me chills because like my kid was nine when I delivered her sister. And it's like, I was not the mom I was before I got pregnant. And you have such guilt already having another baby when you can't do the things that you can do. This society just expects women to just keep going and going and going and going and, and not to complain. And then they're just patted on the head and say, don't worry, it's just normal. So that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. But what you guys can do is to identify things and look when you're doing a case history or you're doing an intake of like, what are they doing? You know, what is this the worst that this comes on? Are you like bending over all day long and picking now an 18 month old off the floor where you weren't doing that on your last pregnancy? And that's another thing that I'm very passionate about as a a parent is chiropractors or, or other providers who tell women who have never had a baby before, you know, and they've never had the chiropractor has no kids before. Don't pick up your kid. You, you can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. so, so like there's things you can do to modify as being a paramedic. There's a million things you can do to modify. So let's find how you can love up your baby, you know, and not feel guilty. Maybe you can't sit on the floor. Maybe you need to sit on the couch and bring the baby to you and support yourself and have those snuggles. So it's important not to, again, take extremist views. Extremist views drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. I've, I've extreme views of extremists. Um, but I just, I think just working with them to sort of like test the waters of like, what is it that's making you worse? Do you need to now call in Instacart because you were lugging all these things of water that you could do before and then the laundry detergent? Like, is that what's throwing off your back? So finding them options of what could, like, when did this come on? Because typically, when you do something that you overexert yourself, it's about two days, kind of like exercise. And you can think of working on the gym. So just 
troubleshoot that of what they need to stop doing. Or maybe they, they're like me, they sit at a desk for hours at a time. Maybe they need to put a timer on and every hour they get up and stretch, you know, and, and there's just, it's just tweaking just to find the sweet spots. Because when I take on a patient, I said, I can keep you at a three, four out of 10, pretty much the whole pregnancy till about 38 weeks. And then you're going to want to have this baby. Otherwise you'd want to be pregnant forever, but you can tweak your activities of daily living with stretches, massage, um, taking a walk, you know, breathing, meditation, yoga. There's so many things that people could do. And I think it just being aware instead of just saying, oh, it's just common. I mean, it's just normal. You should just uh, do nothing. The worst thing that we can do is um, have them sit because motion is life. And I think part of the reason we have one of the most, the worst infant mortality rates in the world for being so civilized. I think part of it is, be- and that's why, again, I get passionate about this. There's People need to talk about this more because if you don't move, you're not going to be in a great place to deliver that baby. You're, that's a physical sport. Uh, so it's like, we need to get women moving during the pregnancy. And then after you have the baby, when you deal with them, like they, they can't pick up the carriers, they, like they have no conditioning to be able to function or carry a baby. So there's other problems that happen. So I think it's important to educate yourself on resources, meet with chiropractors, physical therapists, don't be aligned to just one, no pun intended, one profession, because the patient might say, I hate chiropractors, I don't want to go to one. Great. I have a physical therapist who's amazing. I have a massage therapist who's amazing, who I've met with and for me, it's a trust thing. Nobody, no doctors ever, all my referrals are from MDs. No doctor has stepped foot in my office and watched me adjust somebody. Do you know what I'm saying? I've, I brought them videos so they don't think I'm having a, a chicken sacrifice or something <laughs> in my office, but just to show them, because they have no idea. It's a trust thing. It's, it's, are you going to treat my patient in a reasonable way? Are you going to listen to them? And do you intrinsically just want to help? and empower them. I don't want patients to be dependent on me. That's why I wrote a book mm-hmm. because I, I wanted to give them all every trick I had, because if I've always believed if you give people knowledge, there's, there's no harm in that. You're, you're mm-hmm. just going to help them and they'll reform more patients. Patients always come. Do you know what I'm saying? So as a doula, the more resources, the more sound resources, the more you look like a rock star. And, and that's part of them hiring you is having that network. Yeah, absolutely. It sure is. And I know that we're going to have you on again to talk about another aspect of this, to continue providing education for the doulas and newborn care specialists and nannies and even parents in our audience. And so I'm super excited about when we can have you on again. Um, But I would love it if you could share for just a second about your book. We'll put information in the feed also um, so that people can find it. But take a couple minutes and tell us the name of your book and a little bit about what's covered so that our audience knows, and then they can click the link and go looking for it. Yeah. So it's, um, so this is the old book that it took me, um, three years to write. It looks small, but, um, it's, uh, it was a workbook. So it basically was very basic. And it was like, these are the six conditions that I typically see. It's called what you don't expect when you're expecting. Mm -hmm. And, um, so during COVID, as I said, I had this like epiphany because I've had medical doctors, OBs asking me to create content, especially after you deliver. Um, so I developed the villains of pregnancy. So I added into the, you can see the, the size difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I added on to this version, the villains of pregnancy and more self-help tips. 
there's there's every expert that I could think of that would be helpful um, to a person's journey. And if I can't speak to it in an expert way, I brought in who I consider experts, people, how to build a community, you know, how to get help, how to articulate yourself um, with your doctor. If they tell you this, like, where do you get help? Um, the other thing that was big in this book is gender and sexual identity issues. Uh, I have a almost 16 year old that um, is non-binary and it's really important to me because I thought in this book, book I was really woke about not assuming that a partner is a man and, and we need to be have more um, honest conversations about that so everybody's represented. So villains of pregnancy also, but the big thing in here that's also different is there's a chapter in here about work. Um, I think a lot of women don't know their rights. When to tell your boss you're pregnant? You know, what happens if you can't do your job? What are your rights? So um, my friend is an employment lawyer. So she wrote a chapter to help women. Um, and then this summer, Tanya, I don't know if you know this, I had five master's level public health interns who helped me build a series. They built the research uh, based on my webinars for medical doctors, physical therapists, chiropractors, and patients. Uh, they're different, different tracks, um, but it's all researched. And this, this is a need that more people need to talk about. This would have better outcomes for both mom and child, better bonding for mom and child if she actually felt good. You know, my business is called Bloom at Experience. It's a joy to watch a woman change during her pregnancy. And if they have pain at Mars, that whole experience, which should be one of the most beautiful things that you experience as a woman. I think it's very hard to be a woman. So it's like the one thing in life that I would not trade for the world to be able to carry a baby, even though mine were both shit shows. It's it's something that's so intrinsically um, magic for me. And I want to make it magic for more people. And, and I hope you guys do too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing all this information with us tonight on Real Talk. It's always fun to chat with you. And as we said at the beginning, you and I could literally talk for hours. We could. We, we um, will someday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but I appreciate all the takeaways that you've shared. Um, we will share a link for your book in the feed. And again, it's what not to expect when you're expecting, correct? What you don't expect. What you don't expecting. expect. There we go. And they just it just got released with my my new, as I said, I got divorced. So I changed my name. So it's under Dr. Brandy Keats. Fabulous. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Yeah. And we have an Etsy store too now, which is crazy with some pain trackers. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, and thank you to our audience for joining us tonight as well. If you have any questions about this topic or anything related to this, please tag Newborn Care Solutions or tag Dr. Brandy. And we will make sure that you get your answers. And of course, if you're wanting to rewatch this segment or catch any of our past Real Talk episodes, you can pop on over to newborncaresolutions.com and click on the education tab. You can also find us on our YouTube channel and all of the major podcast channels. So thank you for joining us and have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk with Tanya Sackowitz podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you liked what you heard, please share it on social media or send it directly to someone you think might benefit. It would also be a huge support if you could rate and review the podcast on whatever player you're currently listening on so that other people can find the content easier. You can also connect to us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok, or checking out our website at newborncaresolutions.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Real Talk Podcast with Tanya Sakowitz.